Welcome to A Magical Life, Health, Wealth and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, Lead Practitioner at Holistic Natural Health Australia and number one best-selling author. In this podcast, I aim to give you practical tips on how to accelerate and sustain your health, increase your financial, spiritual and emotional wealth and to look at something that haunts many of us needlessly, weight loss. In some episodes, I'll have guests available to give you even more tips, but in others, the floor is yours. Drop us a line at A Magical Life Podcast on Facebook and let me know what you would like to know more about. Now, sit back and enjoy, because it is time for you to create and truly discover a magical life. Welcome back to A Magical Life. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, and today I'm joined by Adam Berry, known as the Gym Starter. He teaches people how to build strength in their body, mind, and their soul. Adam has a very unique view on fitness, which comes from his acting background. He teaches people to dissociate with expectation, but to get into the gym, not to lose weight, but to get strong, focusing on behavior, not results, above all. He helps them build their confidence. Adam's been in the industry for nearly 10 years and works from a science-based background, using all that he knows to apply empathy to everyone's fitness journey. Welcome, Adam. Thanks for having me. Now, I love asking all my guests the same three questions here, and I'm always amazed by the array of answers that I get. So. The first one is what can your expertise do to accelerate health? Now, before you answer, we're not just talking physical health, but also the mental, the emotional, the spiritual health of a person. That's a big, big, big question. Um, ah, to accelerate health. I mean, I, I always get a little bit caught up in the, the word health um, because from everything I've studied and everything I've seen and everything I've I've done sort of as a personal trainer and in life, I understand health is a very subjective thing and we're not all adequately afforded health in the same way. So we all have um, like, there's many, many, many different circumstances that play on health. Now I think, I think very much so media society at large can generally make people think that there is one ideal version of health. Like, there's kind of this optimal position that you you need to be in in order to be regarded as, in inverted commas, healthy. Well, I know that not to be true because of what I know about genetics, what I know, but also more importantly and probably less importantly than genetics in terms of health because that's something that we, we have no control over. I think we very much have... Um, it's It's got more to do with living status and things like that. And therefore... I mean, I'm just a personal trainer. I'm just a, a fitness coach. I'm just a guy who, you know, is a ex-professional actor. Well, I'm not even ex, I still am a professional actor and needed to find a way to make some money and really loved working with people and wanted to and wanted to just build people's confidence up and make people feel better about themselves. And I I, I think health is for doctors and and nurses and people who are very much trained in in health. And I think my my role is not necessarily to uh, 
be a a voice in somebody's life for that, but is I suppose the most healthy thing for them, especially their mental health, is just to let them explore what feeling strong and fit can feel like and how that feeling of achievement can roll into other aspects of, of the way they feel about themselves. So I can't sit here and say, you know, if you have X body fat percentage or if you have, if you can lift X amount of weight in a gym or whatever, like it, there, there is no, there's no idealization of health because we're all subjective, independent beings. Like something I always say to people is like, everybody is different and everybody is different. And therefore everybody's version of health is completely and utterly subjective to them. Like I have a, I have a genetic heart condition. I can't change that. Um, and therefore my health is more compromised than someone who doesn't in that way. That doesn't mean I'm not a healthy human. I just have a heart condition. And so I just think, my expertise, I suppose, is coming in and trying to make people realize that, trying to make people feel good about themselves. It's trying to make people just understand that regardless of what society says, you can experience health in whatever position and state you're in in your life because you have the ability to do certain things that we know can help trigger health, like eat a little bit more nutritiously. Um, however that looks like eat food that nourishes you. And that's a whole other topic that uh, we could get into, or, you know, it's just like doing something physical is very good for your overall health. That doesn't mean that what I do physically is better than what someone else might be able to do physically. It just means that what I do enhances my health and what you do might enhance your health. It might, it might not, I don't know. Um, and so I suppose my expertise really is helping people realize that is helping people understand that they can have more control over it and they can do very accessible things for themselves and still find success in their feeling of health rather than it being this kind of overlording word that we're trying to kind of make people conform to. I'm so glad you mentioned about, you know, everybody is different. And I think many people think, oh, well, you know, I can't go to the gym and, and lift a whole lot of weight. I know for myself I did own a gym and I was very fit and I could lift a lot of weight and I loved weightlifting, strength training. But then I got sick and things changed and I ended up having an operation which structurally changed things for me. And I kind of, even though I knew this, I fell into a funk of but I can't do what I used to do. And it was, for me, a whole learning experience to relearn what strength meant. So now it might mean some hand weights and a walk, whereas before it would mean a three-hour gym session. So I'm glad you mentioned that because everyone's starting point is different and sometimes things happen and you need to move that starting point. You need to restart going for the goal, but it just might look different. It totally does. And it looks different for everybody. And there is no ideal. There just isn't. Um, because we all we all have, as, you, as we said, we all have different bodies. There's not one thing I can say that will determine whether you are healthy or not. There just isn't. Um, and, and I think as long as we're always engaging in behaviors that make us feel strong and confident about ourselves, as long as we're always engaging in behaviors that might that 
help manage things like our mental health and our physical well-being, um, then as far as I'm concerned, you're healthy. Um, that I just there is no there's no there's no way of measuring it other than really whether you, you're I don't know you're sick by the the decree of a doctor, not by the decree of a personal trainer. Um, and and then yeah, being able to redefine it, reframe what success is in 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 a fitness space is I suppose a lot of my job in the same way you were saying, you know, like I, you know, I have clients who are more capable than others. And that doesn't mean that they're better than others, or it doesn't mean they're, they're more healthy. It just means that they're different and they have different, a different skill set that I, that I don't have. And, you know, and that's just, it's just, that's what it is. Like, it's really like, it all comes down to an exploration. And I think for as long as somebody a listener, a, a client, whatever, is always trying to investigate something in relation to their physical health and then allowing the, the connection between the mind, the body, and the, the soul, or the mind, the body, and the space, allowing, as long as they're constantly investigating that, constantly trying to educate themselves on that, constantly trying to find out new things about what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, about what they're doing, what they might do, what they don't do, like, and, and how it all kind of fits into their life, then as far as I'm concerned, you're healthy. Like as long as you're on an investigation, as long as you're on a path, as long as you're on some kind of journey, then I think you have nothing to worry about. Exactly right. You really do have to be invested in your health mm. and your strength and your physicality, your mental health, the whole thing. If you're not invested, if you're doing it for someone else and not for you, you don't have that real personal connection it's not going to happen yeah and you know we see this all the time um trainers putting their goals onto someone um people trying to associate their success onto somebody else or necessarily aligning their behaviors with the dependency of somebody else and and whenever you offload that responsibility you you disempower yourself. You don't you don't live through autonomy. You live through um, I suppose reliance and and people pleasing and and then and then like the uh, the chasm that that can lead you into both not just for lack of adherence to your physical health but then the issues that can create with your mental health in the long run when it comes down to when you start investigating things like you know not being adherent so then you feel like a failure and then that cycles into something else and all kinds of other things like the web the web goes goes full circle so you have to you very much have to feel empowered and you very much have to feel like you're you're in charge and you're making the decisions for yourself now that can be guided by someone that can be shaped by someone it can be bounced off of someone but that someone isn't the responsible person in that relationship to make it happen you must always be autonomous and some people find it a lot easier to become autonomous some people find it a lot harder but as you said as long as you're investigating how to feel empowered and take charge of that that is all that matters we also talk about wealth here adam so when we're talking wealth it's not just the financial which everyone thinks that's what wealth is but also the emotional wealth that someone can have the you know the personal depth so what does strength training do to build wealth uh creates humility 
is is probably the best answer I have. There's nothing more humbling than um than failing a lift. There's nothing more humbling than feeling just exhausted after a session. Um, and that humility is really important for your life. That humility, that like the bar, there, there's a really great monologue that I've, I, I've only just found recently, but it really feeds into this um, by a guy called Henry Rollins, which I'm not sure if you watch Sons of Anarchy, but he's in that. He was an ex-punk rocker from the States. Loved but, that show. Yeah, right. I mean, he was he was horrible in it, wasn't he? But um, yeah, he's in it. And it's called The Iron and the Soul. And in, in this monologue he wrote, he wrote it for like some kind of bodybuilding website a few years back. Um, and, and in this, he says like, the bar is your friend. It it, it 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 becomes your best friend in the sense that it gives you empathy, even though it's like steel and it, you know, or iron and, and it can't be lifted. Like it's it's always looking after your best interests. If you're not ready to lift it, it won't let you lift it. If you know, and if you push it too hard, or if you do something you're not ready for, you're gonna end up, it's gonna teach you a lesson. And and this constant humility of of coming in and realizing that yes, you are capable. Yes, you are doing it. Yes, you're constantly trying. It's almost that battle between being able to and not being able to and constantly treading that path and pushing yourself slightly outside that comfort zone so that we can grow. So you're kind of constantly in what we call the stretch zone. Um, and you're kind of plotting little moments of confidence all the way down every time you attempt a new way, every time you you go for something a bit different, every time you walk out the gym. I say to all my clients, um, I want you to come out of the gym feeling two inches taller than when you walked in. And, and if I've achieved that with them, um, then they're going to be motivated for the next session. And, and that kind of drive in your life, that kind of the humility that strength training builds in you is incredible. I mean, in terms of delayed gratification, in terms of um, accumulation of results over time, uh, just generally being in the middle of a process and learning to enjoy a process as opposed to necessarily always getting a result equally builds a whole wealth of development within someone um, compared to just, you know, compared to just chasing results. And, And results, when you when you can throw yourself into the joys of the process and when you can throw yourself completely into what building that relationship with the bar is that Henry Rollins talks about, you know, the result is becomes so insignificant that it is the minutiae. And the more you can make the result that insignificant, the more you can reframe the perspective of why you're doing this, then the more emotional wealth you will gain simply because you're being awesome. And, and that's going to help you grow more and more. So when I had my gym, Adam, we made incremental plates. So to add to the bar, there would be tiny plates you could put on the end that were quarter, half, and three-quarter kilo. Yeah. And, you know, I used to say to my clients, in the next session I want you to do more. Like your goal is to lift 30 kilos. The bar is 20 and they so in their heads they would say, well, so the next goal is 25 or 22.5 because that's what standard plates are. Mm-hmm. And so we'd start with the quarter kilo plate and then we'd go to a yeah. half and then we'd go, you know, to a three quarter. Then we'd go to a one. Then we'd go for the standard plates. And before they knew it, they were at the 30 kilos. And I'd say, wow, you've reached a goal. What's your next one? Mm-hmm. And 
they were so invested to get from point A to point B in a millisecond that learning to take incremental steps and build that emotional wealth was like a whole different lesson that they got from the bar. I mean, the problem with only focusing on the result is you'll miss so much from the journey and then you won't realize how you got there. And there's no fun in that, is it? It's like driving, it's like driving somewhere and never looking out the window. You just suddenly appear where you wanted to be. It's like, well, you've missed out on a whole wealth of views of things that could inform you of amazing sites that you might have never seen before, you know, like, but you've just missed them. And, and it's true. Like, I mean, and, and it also, it also fundamentally with someone in the example you gave it, it fundamentally undermines the system of progressive overload because, you know, what they're not doing is if, if they're, if your only goal is to lift heavier, then you're, you know, and progressive overload could be argued into that, but because that is progressive overload. But then, you know, if you're not improving your form, if you're not actually moving better in order to lift that weight in a more efficient way, then you're actually truncating the result that you're going to get because you're not going to be able to grow past that point. You're going to hit a glass ceiling. Um, whereas taking it slower, throwing yourself into the process, throwing, you know, really understanding how lifting can be more effective for you by looking at all the aspects of progressive overload, including a better range of motion, much better technique in terms and skill development in terms of lifting will, will reveal so much more to you than just getting the tick in the box of lifting 30 kilos when you're on 20. So Adam, on this podcast, we do talk about weight loss as well. And I think many clients going to a gym or going to a trainer kind of resent the trainer a little bit to start with because they think, well, you've never been where I've been. You don't know what my body's going through. So this is a multi-part question. The first part is, have you ever battled your weight? And if so, what was the trigger to losing it? And if not, how do you get around that disconnection with clients? Because that really is an issue for people that are, you know, more than just the little bit fluffy. This is something that they've dealt with for so much time. Yeah, uh, it's a good question. I personally, just being completely transparent, I've never battled with trying to lose weight. I mean, I've, I've gone through phases of losing a bit of weight, gaining a bit of weight and stuff like that. My battle has always been with my body image. Being a skinny, tall, lanky personal trainer isn't the best look in terms of how other personal trainers view you sometimes. And so I've had great battles with my body image all my life um, just because of how long and lanky it is. And I think really the truth, knowing that I wanted to work a lot of my career, I focused early on in, in trying to work with women because I had imposter syndrome. I, I didn't think men would take me seriously in the gym because I don't look like a hulking mass of muscle. And, and therefore I was trying to find where I could fit into the fitness industry and I found that little niche with, you know, mainly probably moms in their sort of 30s and 40s who were just looking to get a bit fitter, probably looking to lose weight and stuff like that. And so what it's done is it's created a huge amount of knowledge in my brain. And I've spent an awful long time studying it, understanding it and looking at it from a very unique perspective of objectivity as opposed to subjectivity. Now, when a trainer loses weight themselves, Yes, there's a lot of 
credit for that. And there's a lot of people who can use that knowledge and that self-experience and they can work with clients to help them realize that as well. But with me, I've had to learn, I've had to basically learn fitness from the ground up. And I've had to learn every little aspect and minutiae of what it is to lose weight. I've had to learn it objectively. I've had to look into all of the science. I've had to understand all of the mental psychological aspects of it. And I've basically studied it for eight, nine years. And what that's done is it's created two very interesting perspectives on me. One, it's created the understanding that everybody is different and therefore we must always have a a completely client-centered approach to everything rather than a trainer-centered approach to everything. So when a client comes to me and they're trying, they want to lose weight, I'm not going to go, well, just, you know, reduce your carbs, eat the same amount of protein I used to eat and it worked for me. There you go, job done. I can go, okay, well, how do I make my knowledge of how weight loss works and how we can help somebody grow from that point? How can I, how can I make all of my knowledge applicable to them? And because I, I basically have built what I call like a fitness highway in my mind where I have, you know, all these different lanes of, of experience and knowledge combined, when someone comes to me, I know what I need to learn from in terms of my education in order to help them in the best way possible in a very client-centered way. Um, and the other thing it's done is it's created huge amounts of empathy for me because I've, I've worked with everyone and I've had to figure it out for them. Um, and therefore, I'm always learning, always studying, always driving myself forward to make sure that what I'm how I'm approaching each client, it's not a cookie cutter approach based on my subjective experience. It's completely and utterly they're in control and they're how I they're, they're how I'm going to come up with a system for them in order to figure it out. Um, now there's, you know, obviously we all have systems in place or we, you know, there's certain rules of science that we can't uh, we can't deny. And then it's helping people understand how they can use that knowledge and relate that knowledge to their own personal journey. So I think really, yes, I don't have subjective empathy, but I probably, you only, I mean, I think in fairness, you only have to look at any of my work and you can see I'm probably one of the most empathetic coaches out there for people who do struggle with this topic um, simply because of my experience of understanding that I need to know this inside out, back to front, and I need to be able to demonstrate to people that I can see it from their point of view. And I think I, I think I can because of all of the knowledge I've done rather than just see it through my own rose tinted glasses, through my own personal journey. Thanks for the honesty. Now, look, we love freebies here, Adam. So freebies. freebies. So what can you offer our listeners to get them started on really recognizing what strength can do for them? One, I'd say, well, I, I mean, just, you could just head to my website, um, in fairness, and I have, you can download a complete free workout guides from me. Um, there's three, there's two workout guides on there. One's called the Strong and Confident Program, which is also online training. One is called, um, is the Beginner's Bodyweight Guide to Working Out, which is a 10 minute a day system, um, just bodyweight at home, just to get started and, and see how that goes. Uh, you also get a calorie calculator and you also get uh, a book I wrote called 27 Ways to Faster Fat Loss. And you get all that just by putting your email address into my account. You can also read my blog and that will give you probably more help than you'll ever need on this topic. And in terms of for anyone listening who doesn't want to do that, 
I completely understand. And all I'd say is the most important thing you need to remember is you can't get it wrong. For as long as you're trying, like even if you've had past failures, even if something has not worked previously, by listening to this podcast, you're already putting yourself in a position to win. You're already putting yourself in a place where you're still trying to investigate what might the solution be. And therefore, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your past experience. And every decision you've made previously has led to you being here right now, listening to my voice, this podcast, and that is a win. And from this point on, don't look at your past as a failure. Look at your past as leading you to this experience to hopefully find a solution. If something I've said might have resonated with you or something Magic has said might resonate with you, this could be the start of something very new for you. And that, I think, is probably when you can reframe your past if you struggle with previous failure. If you can reframe that past and, and put it into a more positive place for your future, I think that's probably one of the greatest gifts I could offer you. Thanks for that. That is brilliant. Now, Adam's website, what's your website there, Adam? It's www.thegymstarter.com. Or if you want to be Aussie-centric, there is a .com.au version as well. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time this morning in uh, chatting with me. Now, listeners, this was your episode 106. In 107, Adam will be back to share more insights on building strength in body, mind, and soul. For now, listeners, thank you for your time. Go forth and create your magical life. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to hear future episodes, leave a review, and share this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at A Magical Life Podcast or at Holistic Natural Health Australia. That's holistic with a W. You can find us on Instagram at Holistic Natural Health or at www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. That's where you'll access all sorts of articles, freebies and more.